Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of the Metabolism and Menopause podcast. My name is Stephanie Fusnick, and I am your host. I have been in the health and fitness field working with women's health since 2011, which seems crazy. It's well over 10 years now. And I am very, very passionate about menopause, women's hormones, women's health, and really helping you understand what's going on with your body and getting to the root cause of the issues, um, particularly in perimenopause and menopause. And I've talked to so many women who have never even heard of perimenopause before, but basically it's like all of a sudden you hit your 40th birthday, 45th birthday. For some people it's earlier, for some people it's later. But basically it's like you've changed nothing. Your diet hasn't changed, activity hasn't changed, and all of a sudden you can't sleep. You're having hot flashes, you're having night sweats, you're gaining weight, you're having brain fog, you're feeling irritable and miserable, and you're like, I have changed nothing. And then you try to do these diets that you did in the past. You're low calorie, you're low carb, you're keto, you're cardio, all these things that used to work, and now all of a sudden they aren't working anymore. And you're like, what the heck is going on? I have changed nothing. Am I broken? You don't recognize yourself in the mirror anymore. And this is perimenopause. So what I want to talk about was what is actually going on during this time in your life so you can better understand what's going on in your body so then you know what to do about it afterwards. So there's nothing worse than feeling like you have no control over your body and not feeling at home in your body. That's a super terrible feeling. So let's get right into it. So basically there's menopause, there's perimenopause. You've heard about menopause a ton. So menopause is when you've gone a full year without a cycle. Perimenopause are the years leading up to this where we're suffering a bunch of hormonal fluctuations, but it's not just like a year. People are like, oh, I just have to like survive this, get through this. But this can be years and years and years. And I don't want to give up like 10 years of my life potentially just trying to get through it. That's no way to live. So basically what happens is that there's three cells that make up hormones in our follicles on our ovaries. There's one that makes up testosterone, one and other androgens. There's another one that makes estrogen and then another one that makes progesterone. And since we are born with all of our follicles, eventually we are going to run out. We pass our reproductive prime and we start to lose those cells that pr produce those hormones in our body. So sometimes we get them strongly. Other times they'll be super weak. So sometimes we might have like really high estrogen levels and then the next day there might be no estrogen levels, which is going to result in all these crazy symptoms and this just quite a roller coaster of a ride to be completely honest. So this is where we start having like irregular periods and these symptoms where like you're getting your period every single month and then all of a sudden you go two, three months without one and then you might have one again. So it's all these fluctuations that are happening because the hormones aren't being produced the way they were before. So basically what's going to happen is eventually this roller coaster of these like highs and lows is going to eventually settle out, but it does take time. So how do we try to help you during this time to help you with weight loss, to help you get rid of these symptoms? Basically what we want to do is try and make these highs less high and these lows less low. So we don't have these crazy fluctuations where it's just this roller coaster that's super erratic. We want to try and level out those peaks and valleys as best as we can. But how do we do this? Um, yes, you can take HRT that can help you with like some of the symptom management, especially if you're struggling with really severe symptoms of like your hot flashes, your night sweats, where it's really preventing you from living your life, really affecting your quality of life. That can be helpful. But when we're looking at things for weight loss, we have to address your metabolism and HRT isn't going to do that. Sure, it might help you with sleep and things like that, which can then help you 
lower your cortisol levels and things like that, which we'll talk about later. Um, but we really want to make sure that we're addressing the root cause. So the biggest thing that we can do to help prevent these super high highs and super low lows and really level things out is to reduce your stress. And I know a lot of you women are probably going, I can't get rid of all the stress in my life. That's not realistic. It's not going to happen. I have like work that's crazy, my family that's making me mad. I've got financial stress. I have all these things going on. There is no way that I can reduce that stress. And you know what? You're right. You aren't wrong at all. It's not like you can just go and meditate or do yoga all the time. You can't get rid of your family stressors, your work stressors. That's just not realistic. So you are 100% true. But there are actually a ton of things that we can do that are going to help buffer those stressors, that cortisol stress hormone that we always talk about. Um, This is something that's going to be a very common theme. And we're going to talk about how it affects all your other hormones, how it affects fat loss, your metabolism, all these things. Um, But this is something that we'll go through over the course of a lot of episodes because there are so many things that I could be talking about when it comes to cortisol. So what we see when we are going through perimenopause and menopause is that we have our estrogen levels start to decrease and that's going to decrease our stress buffer. So what that means is we're going to lower that threshold of what the stress is that we can now tolerate. So before you could do tons of cardio, you could cut out your carbs, you can go into a low calorie deficit, you could deal with being go, go, go all the time. You didn't need to sleep as much. You could do all of these things, which is stress on top of stress on top of stress, but your threshold was much higher because your hormones were good. Now, as our estrogen levels start to decrease, what we see is that threshold is much lower. So now it might only take two or three things for you to get this like really high cortisol response, which we need to avoid because cortisol is going to negatively affect so many of our hormones and cause a ton of issues. So that buffer, that stress buffer threshold decreases because now we don't have that hormonal buffer coming from our estrogen and progesterone anymore. So we need less of a stressor now to see that increase in cortisol. And when our cortisol levels are really high, they're going to cause a whole crap load of issues that are negatively going to affect our estrogen levels. It's going to decrease our progesterone production. Um, and that roller coaster is going to get a lot more crazy because now that we have that stress there, we are going to see that our highs are going to be higher. Our lows are going to be significantly lower. And then you're going to suffer from all these crazy hormonal symptoms, which we do not want. It's just going to make you feel worse and actually lead to um, like weight loss resistance, which you don't want. So how can we improve our cortisol levels or how can we lower our stress without actually lowering our stress? Like what are the things that we can do to help buffer our stressors better since we can't necessarily get rid of them? So some of my favorite things that you can do is we want to regulate that cortisol curve. So typically we want cortisol to be higher in the morning and lower in the evening. And for a lot of people, it's just chronically high all the time or it's really low, or we're seeing spikes during the day. And that's going to lead again to a bunch of issues, which we're going to do like separate episodes on everything. But here are some things that you can start doing right now to improve those cortisol levels to help you no longer deal with these menopausal symptoms and actually get you to a position where your body will let you lose weight, which is huge. So the first thing, which shocks a lot of women, is eat your carbohydrates. I know this sounds totally crazy and very scary, But carbohydrates actually help lower your cortisol levels. So if you're someone who's eating really low carb, um, especially if you're exercising, especially if you're struggling with your sleep, especially if you're dealing with all these hormonal symptoms, 
eating carbohydrates is going to help you so much because that alone will decrease your cortisol levels. And I get this question all the time of what kind of carbs can I eat? You can eat whatever you want. Um, I have bread on a regular basis. Obviously, you try to aim for things that are higher in fiber um, to help with like your blood sugar regulation and stuff like that. Because a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to eat carbs because I have diabetes or I'm struggling with my blood sugars or I'm pre-diabetic or whatever it is. That doesn't mean that you have to cut out your carbohydrates. That just means we got to adjust the way that we eat around our carbohydrates. So pairing your carbohydrates with a protein, um, higher fiber options, making sure that you are pairing your carbs with fat or protein to slow down your digestion process so that we're not getting those blood sugar spikes and drops. Um, making sure that you're choosing like fruits. Fruits are a really great option that are higher in fiber and provide us with so many nutrients that are really, really important. Um, you can have your grains, you can have your bread, you can have your pasta, your rice, oatmeal, all those things are a part of our diets and you should have carbs at every single meal, which I know sounds kind of crazy, um, but we need them. We absolutely need them and they will help you with your symptoms so much. So the first one, make sure you're eating your carbs every single meal. Two, stop fasting. Um, making sure that you are eating in the morning within like the first 30 to 60 minutes of waking is super important. Um, when we don't eat in the morning, it just keeps our cortisol levels high. So by eating, that's going to help bring that down, which is what we want. So fasting in the morning, not a great option. Having caffeine on an empty stomach, also not a great option. Um, making sure that you're not having caffeine later than like 2 p.m. is usually where I like to cut it off because caffeine is also going to increase our cortisol levels. It's also going to negatively affect our sleep. Um, making sure that you're eating enough food. This is another one that's huge. So if you're someone who is eating less than 1600 calories, which is dictated or like that is what is medically termed to be a low calorie diet. If you've been eating in a low calorie deficit or trying to actively lose weight for more than 12 weeks at a time, that means that you need to start eating more. Our bodies can't handle being in a low calorie state for a prolonged period of time anymore like you could when you were in your 20s. Now that we're going through perimenopause and menopause, our stress tolerance has decreased. We cannot handle extreme diets, long-term diets like that. We need to have dieting breaks. So if you are struggling with like, how much should I eat? How many calories do I need? How many carbs do I need? You can always message me. I help people figure that out for free all of the time. The next one is the type of exercise that you're doing. So a lot of us are going to gravitate towards wanting to do high intensity exercise, doing our orange theory, our boot camps, our circuit training, all that kind of stuff. And there's two issues with this. So the first is that that increases your cortisol levels exponentially. And two, it's actually going to reduce your muscle mass. When estrogen decreases, we are going to see that we have a reduced ability to put on muscle mass and maintain muscle mass. And when we do those kinds of exercises like the circuit training, the HIIT, the cardio, that sends the signal to our body that we need to be more efficient with our calories just based on like the short rest periods that we're go, go, go all the time. And it is more cardio based. So our body wants to actually get rid of muscle because muscle burns a lot of calories at rest. So it becomes too expensive to maintain. So adjusting your exercise to going to resistance training to help build and put on muscle mass to maintain the muscle mass that we can is going to A, keep your metabolism nice and high. Two, it's going to help with your blood sugars. And it's also going to help keep those cortisol levels in check when you're working out. So what I mean for this is do squats, do like your eight to 10 reps, try and make sure that you're going heavier so you can't do more than 12. And then you sit and you rest for one to two minutes before you go and do that exercise again. 
You are going to feel like it is the longest one to two minutes of your life, but it's what your body needs. And you will find that you will be able to push yourself more in the gym. You will see better changes in the gym, in your body, better body composition. You're going to get stronger and you're going to get that toned look that you're looking for. Because if you just keep doing the cardio train over and over and over because of that lower estrogen levels, because of the higher cortisol, um, and then also the inability to maintain and build muscle mass, that, like, that now that we're in a um, lower estrogen state, it's going to be a lot harder to maintain. So if you keep doing that cardio, you're going to end up looking in that skinny fat look that people don't like, that we all complain about. You just look like a smaller version of yourself, but you don't look toned. That's the issue. So adjusting the kind of exercise that you're doing, walking, super, super great. If you can get outside and get sunlight, that's also going to help regulate your cortisol levels too. There are so many things that we can do to help regulate your cortisol levels, improve those cortisol levels without having to actually like meditate or get rid of those stressors in our life because that's not realistic. So in summary, to help you through these fluctuations in hormones, to help get you off this roller coaster, make sure that you're eating enough. That's number one. If you need help calculating that, just message me. Two, making sure you're eating enough carbs. Again, if you're not sure what that looks like, just message me. I always answer. Three, we want to make sure that we're adjusting our exercise appropriately. So aiming more to do more strength training with longer rest periods as opposed to doing a ton of cardio. Four, making sure that you're getting outside and getting some sunlight. And then five, one that I didn't mention but is really important and you're going to hate me for is focus on your sleep. If we are not getting good enough sleep, your cortisol levels are just going to stay elevated all of the time. So it doesn't just mean like go to bed earlier, which like, yes, is very helpful, but making sure it's good quality sleep. So dark room, cold room, have some like brown noise or uh, gray noise in or white noise in the background. There's lots of apps for that. Um, making sure that you're not having a ton of screen time right before bed doing something to relax before bed, just focusing on deep breathing, relaxing that body, taking magnesium before bed, also super helpful for helping with relaxation. Um, and then also one of the best tips that we have for improving sleep that all the women in our program do is making sure that you're having a bedtime snack of half carb and half protein, because that is going to help regulate your blood sugars and stabilize those cortisol levels through the night so that you can improve your sleep, have a better quality night's sleep. Um, and that's going to, again, help with your cortisol levels to really help with this symptom management as best as you can. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, um, feel free to message me. Um, you can find the socials and where to find me in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you soon.